The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1959 Liberty Bowl, Penn State versus Alabama. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It takes place annually at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. It is the seventh oldest college bowl game, and it is rich in its patriotic theme. The first Liberty Bowl, the inaugural one, was played at Municipal Stadium in Philadelphia in 1959 in front of 36,211 fans. The 1959 inaugural Liberty Bowl game featured a matchup between Penn State and Alabama. This is the story of the 1959 Liberty Bowl, the inaugural Liberty Bowl. The inaugural Liberty Bowl was played on December 19, 1959. The game featured Penn State and Alabama but it was not Joe Paterno versus Bear Bryant. The first Liberty Bowl ever matched Rip Ingle in his first Penn State Bowl game versus Paul Bear Bryant in his first Alabama Bowl game. It matched number 10 Alabama, who was 7-1-2, versus number 12 Penn State, who came in at 8-2. It matched Rip Engels and his multiple T offenses versus the second-year coach, Bear Bryan, who had just revitalized the Crimson Tide program in his second year. As the game neared start time, a winter storm had rolled in, and 20-mile-per-hour winds invaded Philadelphia Stadium. Before the game, after the Alabama band came out and the Nittley Lion mascot rode in on a stadium car, a replica of the Lydia Bell graced the field, emblem of the patriotic namesake for the bowl game. Well, the game starts, and in the first quarter, Alabama was held on downs. And a 61-yard coffin corner punt pinned the Nittley Lions at their three. At their own three, Penn State's quarterback, their star quarterback, Richie Lucas, faked a handoff, and he took off for 24 yards to the Penn State 27-yard line. Well, Penn State, not pinned anymore, drove down the field to the Alabama 18-yard line. On first down, Alabama forced the fumble on an off-tackle run and recovered it to end the first quarter drive. On the ensuing possession, Alabama drove to Penn State's 18-yard line, but Penn State forced the fumble, and now the Nittley Lions had the ball back. In the second quarter, Penn State's star quarterback, Richie Lucas, was taken out of the game with a hip injury. In comes sophomore Galen Hall to play starting quarterback for the Nittley Lions for the rest of the game. In the second quarter, Penn State drove again after halfback Jim Cor takes a swing pass of 11 yards to the Alabama nine-yard line to drive stalls. Penn State lines up for a short field goal attempt, and Alabama blocks the field goal. The score is still knotted at 0-0. Zero to zero. Well, two long first-half drives in that first half for the Nittley Lions ended in a fumble and a blocked punt, and that resulted in no points for Penn State. With less than a minute left in the first half, Alabama's Tommy White punts into the teeth of the wind, and the ball gets held up in midair and drops. It resulted in a four-yard punt, which meant that Penn State had the ball 
at the Alabama 22-yard line with 30 seconds left in the half. It was first down, and they gained five yards. Now it's the last play of the second half, and Penn State lines up for a field goal. As they line up for the field goal attempt, quarterback Galen Hall, the second stringer who came in, that sophomore that came in for the injured starter, lines up to take the snap. The ball snapped, and it's a fake field goal attempt. Galen Hall rolls right, throws left to Roger Kochman, who races 18 yards for a touchdown to end the second quarter. That touchdown in the extra point gave Penn State a 7-0 lead. Coach Rip Engel said after the game that he installed that fake field goal just two days prior to the Liberty Bowl. He sent the play into Galen Hall, who had executed it perfectly. This is what Coach Engel said after the game. We had only studied game movies from Alabama, and we learned that Alabama's right side rushes hard, much harder than the left side. So we sent in the fake field goal screen pass left, which meant it was to be on the right side of Alabama. You see with that right side rushing so hard, they were drawn in. And actually that right side blocked a first field goal attempt earlier in the game. And we were second guessing ourselves ever since for not using it back then. Well, after halftime, the third quarter rolls around, there's no scoring. And in the fourth quarter, Alabama had only one drive of any substance, but that ended in a Billy Richardson fumble. Alabama fumbles, Penn State takes over, runs out the clock, and the final score is Penn State 7, Alabama nothing. It was the first time Alabama was shut out that season. The Nittany Lions outgamed Alabama rushing 278 to 104. Passing, well, Penn State had 41 yards and Alabama had 27. Well, after the game, Coach Ball Bear Bryan said it was just a good old sound thrashing. We were fortunate not to have been beaten by four or five touchdowns. In fact, when he met Coach Engel at midfield, Coach Bear Bryan said to him, you had by far the best team. We're lucky you didn't beat us by 40 points. Aftermath. Let's start with Paul Bear Bryant. The 1959 Liberty Bowl was the first of 24 consecutive bowl trips for the, bowl, for the Bear. He coached Alabama for 25 seasons, from 1958 to 1982, compiling 232 wins, winning 83% of his games. He led the Crimson Tide to six national championships. Here are their years, 61, 64, 65, 73, 78, 79. He had three undefeated teams at Alabama, and he is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Eventually, Nick Saban followed him at Alabama. Rip Engel, the coach of Penn State, well, he coached Penn State for 16 seasons, from 1950 to 1965, winning 104 games, 68% of his games. And in those 16 seasons, Coach Engel's Nittany Lions were ranked in the final AP poll four times and went to four consecutive bowl games. Coach Rip Engel is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Joe Paterno followed him at Penn State. How about that second-string quarterback who came in to save the game, Galen Hall? The second-string quarterback forced into the game who threw that only touchdown pass. He would go on to coach the Florida Gators from 1984 to 1989. Galen Hall earned SEC Coach of the Year honors. Then he moved on to coaching the WFL, NFL Europe, where he won two titles, and the XFL. As for the Liberty Bowl, well, Today, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl takes place in Simons Bank Liberty Stadium in Memphis. 
After five years in Philadelphia, the game moved indoors to the Atlantic City Convention Center for one year, but in the process became the first indoor bowl game ever. Eventually, the bowl game just spiraled in popularity. But that second and third year were historic. In 1961, Heisman winner Ernie Davis led Syracuse to a rally in a 15-14 win over the Miami Hurricanes. In 1962, Heisman Trophy winner Terry Baker raced 99 yards in the first quarter for the game's only score. This was the story of the 1959 Liberty Bowl, a game played between Penn State and Alabama before the game was moved to Memphis, before Bear Bryant and Joe Paterno would become legends. And it came down to a fake field goal attempt on a play designed a mere two days before the game because Coach Engel noticed he could take advantage of a hard-rushing right side of the Crimson Knight defense. What a time it was. What a game it was. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.